السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحة وقال تبارك وتعالى وتوبوا إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل بني آدم خطاؤون وخير الخطائين التوابون أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والتسليم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين My most beloved ulamai kram elders and brothers and all those listening over the receivers All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher, our provider whom we are totally dependent on Peace and salutations be upon our beloved master Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Today is the 10th of Sha'ban And that means On Tuesday night will be the 15th night of Sha'ban Wednesday is the 15th of Sha'ban So Tuesday night will be the 15th night of Sha'ban Because the night precedes the day As far as the Islamic calendar goes That is already a significant and an important uh, uh, day In the Islamic calendar It's an important night which is also known as Shab Barat, which Shab means night, and Bara means emancipation and freedom, or in Arabic we say Laylatul Bara'a, the night of emancipation. And also now, very importantly, after the 15th night of Shaban on Tuesday night, another two weeks later, we are already into the month of Ramadan. That's why we make dua always. From the time the moon of Rajab is sighted, Allah Mabarik lana fi Rajab, now we see Allah Mabarik lana fi Sha'ban Allah bless us in the month of Sha'ban And Balighna Ramadan And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see the month of Ramadan And together with coming and being present in the month of Ramadan Firstly we make big dua Allah gives us life to reach that month Because we don't know life is in the hands and the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So we need to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he at least gives us life and opportunity to reach the month of Ramadan. But after reaching the month of Ramadan, also we need to make a dua. Allahumma sallimna li Ramadan, wa sallim Ramadan alana, wa sallimhu lana mutaqabbala. Oh Allah, let, let us be safe in the month of Ramadan, and Ramadan be safe for us. In other words, us as individuals, the month of Ramadan must come, and we must be able to take maximum benefit for the month of Ramadan. It mustn't be that month of Ramadan came, so we saw it, alhamdulillah. But, unfortunately, we never uh, cease and take maximum benefit from that opportunity that Allah has given us. So, sallim Ramadan, Allah, let it be safe for us. Let it be such that Ramadan becomes a source of barakah and blessing and a, uh, us getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and us achieving the whole objective of this month of Ramadan. Sallimu lana mutaqabbal, Allah must accept it. So from now, we need to train our minds, adjust our routines and our programs so that the moon of Ramadan, soon as it is sighted automatically, 
we are capitalizing on that opportunity. That's our season. Businessmen understand there is a season, you know, whatever, December or maybe other times of the year, depending on the business that you have. But that's the time you want to capitalize. That's the opportunity for you to make investments, to get your good profits. So Ramadan is the month for us to make our profits. It's the month for us to capitalize, to invest, invest our time, invest our energies, our minds, everything into how I can get more profit in this month of Ramadan. And the profit that we're talking about is not any money, dollars or rands. It's profit for the Akhirah. That's the month of Ramadan. It's amal, increasing our amal. So a lot of preparation, any big event takes place, we prepare for it. Let's say if in your house your daughter is getting married, son is getting married, happy occasion, no, it's taking place. Does anybody start preparing for the manika or the marriage on the day of the marriage? Well, beforehand, already now preparations are being made, uh, whatever, sometimes you're going to prepare the food and inviting the guests and whatever needs to be done months in advance. Sometimes it's years, takes so long, some of us, to prepare for a wedding. Or any other function that is taking place, preparation takes place well in advance. You don't start the day, the preparation on the day of the event. Anything for that matter. So the day of the event is first of Ramadan, soon as the moon is sighted. You can't start preparing for that on that time. Yes, Alhamdulillah, many of the homes have already started preparations. It must take place also. All the freezers are full now. The moons are made and the samosas and everything is being prepared as a there's a buzz that's taking place in the homes or preparing for Ramadan and getting all the savories and everything ready for Ramadan. That must take place. That is also a preparation that is required of a certain nature because we don't want to now do all those things in Ramadan as much as the work we can get done before so we can dedicate the month of Ramadan to ibadah. That is why they're doing it before. And it is important we should be doing it also in our times. If we have certain tasks and duties and jobs to do, see how we can, maybe let's, let me try and finish this before the month of Ramadan, or let's see how I can maybe push it for after the month of Ramadan, so I can dedicate these 30 days that I have in the month of Ramadan exclusively to getting the objective of fasting in my life. So may Allah give me and you the ability and tawfiq of preparing for the month of Ramadan adequately. 15th night of Shaban, inshallah, there will be a program that is taking place here. On Tuesday night, the ulama, inshallah, will be shedding more light on that. But suffice for us, I'm going to share today's discussion on some important thing. It's part of preparing for Ramadan. It's something we need to do all the time. And the Shabbat Barad that's coming, it's important for us also to do what I'm talking about. And that is the word that we hear often is making tawbah. That is the crux of my discussion today. Sometimes when you go home, and you go home, for example, you, after Juma, and you're sitting on the table, or you go back to work, and then you think about it, or the next day, or the evening, and you think about, okay, you went for the talk, the Juma, sometimes a one-hour program, and you say, what did the Bolana speak about? What did you hear? You start scratching your head. You don't know what you said for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, something, one-hour program, you're scratching your head. You couldn't take a, a, a point and a lesson from something. So every time you go for a talk, try and think what are the key points of the discussion. And very effectively is to discuss it. To go back home in the evening or tomorrow. See, yesterday we sat for this talk. We made sacrifice to go for Juma. Was it just to go and get over a routine and tick a box? Right, I'm over. My responsibility is done. Allah won't ask me on the day of Qiyamah with my Juma because I read it. No, no. We have to get some benefit. That is why the people are making sacrifice to make this talk. 
So a good way is to discuss. If you're sitting on the table after Juma, what was the Juma talk all about? What benefit did I get? What can I practically bring alive and implement in my life? So today's discussion for the next 15 minutes that I have is about a very important thing, young and old, and that is the importance and why we all need to make Toba. Now Toba comes from the root word Taba. In Arabic, we had these words come from root words, like they have a basis. Taba Yatub means to return, to go back to something. So when we make in Toba, we are going back to something. Now remember, we all came in this world, we all came in clean. Kullu mauludin yuladu ala fitra. When Allah brought us in this world, He said, you know, He came as a clean, you know, newborn baby. He clean and fresh like a newborn baby. It's symbolic to say that you are clean. So when we came in this world, Allah made us such that we were all masoom. Every child that's born in this world is masoom, is sinless. And to a certain age also, Allah has absorbed them. You see, this is a masoom, bacha, this is sinless, you know, they overlooked. But once you reach a certain age, and you become baliq, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now going to take you into account. Now you are responsible. Whatever you do, you are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. Now we are human beings. Allah made us as human beings. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us in this world and everything we do, there is a correct way or the right way of doing it and there is something that we can do which is wrong way of doing it. Now who is going to make that decision? Who is going to decide what is right and what is wrong? What is permissible, what is not permissible? What is a sin and what is not a sin? Who is going to make that decision? It's not my decision, it's not your decision, it's not any government's decision. It is the decision of Allah. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said you can do, you must do, by all means. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stopped us from doing, you must abstain from. But we are human beings. We are human beings, we make mistakes. So from the time we became balik and then these temptations, this shaitan that is trying... His goal is to distract you from obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we got our nafs that's there, our soul, our egos and our desires is also tempting us. Don't go, go the opposite direction. Break the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, we are human beings, we make mistakes. The hadith of Prophet says, Kullu bani Every son of Adam, human being, with a few exceptions, maybe Anbiya Ali Musalam, etc. But everybody else, we make mistakes. What mistake we make? We break the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes it is intentional, sometimes it is unintentional, sometimes it is during the day, sometimes it is during the night, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. This breaking of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what we call a sin. In Arabic, a dham or a ism. Now the ulama, I'm just sort of giving like a, a painting, a scenario, so understand where we're going to. Now the sin that we commit, the ulama also, every sin we should be regarding as wrong. We shouldn't be distinguishing between a major sin, and this is a big guna and a big wrong, or a major, a minor guna. We, if it's a sin, it's a sin. Like I heard the Mulana saying this morning, if it's a fire, big fire, it's going to cause damage. Some, if it's a small spark, if you don't worry about the small spark, it will cause bigger damage. So whether it's a big sin or a small sin, safety precautions, we must abstain from all of it. 
That's our safety. If we don't, then that small sin will lead to a bigger sin because it's going to get compounded. A big flame started with a spark. When you see a spark in your house, for example, now on that curtain, you go and put it off, you leave it, it's going to grow, grow, grow. So a small disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you don't take care of it, then it's going to lead to bigger problems. When a person commits a sin, the Prophet says something is effect, a black dot comes in your heart. If you wash it off, then inshallah your heart becomes clean again. But if you don't, then another black spot will come the next time you commit a sin, and like that the third time and the fourth time, and then it becomes very hard and very dark. It's, it's a logical thing. You got a car, your car is messed. Clean it up, then it's fine, gets clean. But if you left it, then another more mess, some more mess, and it becomes a bigger problem. So in a similar way, something small, which we regard as small, we should also abstain from those things. But my point is, now the commands of Allah subhanahu that we break and we go against, we call that sin, then the ulama divide that into big sin and smaller sin or major sin or minor sin. But I'm saying for our purposes, we put all the sin in one category and we try and abstain from committing any of those sins. We are human beings, acknowledge first. We are human beings, we are not perfect. We are making mistakes, we commit sins. Now what is the recourse? What should I do? And that is where now Tawbah fits in. That is where this Tawbah comes into this whole thing. Istighfar and Tawbah. Sometimes it is used synonymously. It's, it doesn't make a difference. But there are some technical differences. I don't want to go into that discussion for, for today. But what's important for us to remember is we all need to make Tawbah. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He is the only one. You can't make Tawbah and ask anybody else for forgiveness Yes, if it was a human being's right, which I'll talk about just now, it's something else. But if you committed a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting. And He loves when a person turns to Him. If I give somebody sitting in front of me one shot, and I did something wrong to Him, and then ask Him, make me maaf, He'll forgive me. Next time I give Him another shot, now you start getting a little bit angry. First time I made you maaf, you just never learned. Second time you did it. Third time... He might give me a slap back. First time I forgive you. Second time you did the same thing. Third time we'll get extremely upset. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves it when we turn to Him. We make a mistake. We fall down. We slip. We turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the hadith says that if you are not a nation that committed a sin and then turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in asking Allah for forgiveness, Allah would have created a nation that makes sin and makes tawbah and turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the thing is, we need to now, when we talk about tawbah, we need to ascertain and be sincere. Are we really making tawbah? Are we just making a lip service? Tawbah, tawbah, astaghfirullah. And our term, hundred times, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Is it the same impact and the effect that we want? That is why Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ila Allah tawbatan nasuha. It says, O oh, you who believe, make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but let it be nasuh. Let it be sincere and genuine. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us. Otherwise, some of the ulama say, istighfaruna yahtaju ila istighfarin kathirin. The way that we make istighfar and make tawbah, Actually, if you make istighfar and tawbah from the way we make istighfar and tawbah, because we make it like a joke, kal-mustazi, like we make a mockery of the way that we make in tawbah and istighfar. So the ulama then, 
go into a discussion. Okay, I spoke about Toba. What is a sin? More or less going against the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From when? Now, the question that comes in our mind is what are the requirements of this Toba? The conditions of this Toba? Like for Salah, there is requirements. You're performing your Salah, imagine you did 20 rakats. But you face the opposite direction, you never face the Qibla. Salah is not counted. You have to face the Qibla. Or you came for Salah and you never make wudu. You read Jummah Salah, but you never make wudu. The Salah is not counted. There are sharait and conditions, everything. There are sharait and conditions and requirements. So this Tawbah also has requirements. Just keep the example in mind. The sharait of Salah, you have to perform Jummah Salah. If you read Jummah Salah at 11 o'clock, not counted. It has to be done after Zawal. You have to face the Qibla. You must be in a state of wudu. So this Tawbah that we're talking about, we know it's important. We have to do it. Allah is waiting for us to do it. What are the requirements? So there's three things. And maybe we add a fourth. There are three things for your Tawbah to be counted and accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never doubt it. If you fulfill this requirement, have full conviction. Allah heard me and Allah has accepted my Tawbah. Right, so number one, number one, any sin that we did, remember what I spoke about, what is a sin? Anything we did against the command of Allah, against the sunnah of the Prophet, and for us, let's take it as a sin. So firstly, a yaqla'a anil ma'asiyah, or maybe a yuqliya. We must, the word iqla means to uproot. So firstly, the sin that you're committing, you must immediately put a stop, uproot it from your life. Everybody is sitting here, there's 100 people, 200 people sitting here. We don't have in our deen, like you go to an, another religion, they have us go and make confession to another human being, and then that person must do something, or maybe you go to somewhere and you're going to go and baptize yourself and come out. No. Our deen is a very pure and a clean deen. So each one of us sitting here, 100, 200 of us sitting here, in your heart, Allah is alimun bidat is sudur. He knows what is in your heart. The Tawbah requirement is Immediately uproot it Oh Allah, I am involved in this sin And that sin, whatever violation it is You, I make a firm resolution You are a witness, oh Allah That I'm no more going to do it I'm taking drugs, oh Allah No more I'm going to take it I'm abusing my wife and my children No more I'm going to do that I owe whatever, right? So the categories of sins also I'm not going to go into it But important requirement number one Stop. Not going to do it anymore. Number two, the requirement and the sharait for fulfillment and your tawbah being accepted is You must be extremely remorseful and sad and sorrowful for the action that you did. It can't be that you did something wrong and you're bragging about it. Maybe that is where also the social media has a very critical part to play. We have to be very careful about this. You do something wrong. The Prophet says something is fair. Kullu ummati mu'afid illal mujahirun. Something is fair that my ummat, I'll forgive them. Except those that are mujahirun. So the ulama say, who was the mujahirun? He say that person who broke the command of Allah at night. It was between him and Allah. He did something wrong. He committed a sin. But what he did was, he started bragging about it. He went and told his friends and his family. And maybe we're going to put it on social media. You went to this place and you did this wrong, you did something wrong. Then you are closing the doors of Tawbah. 
So coming back to the second requirement, Ayyandama, you must be extremely remorseful. Sorry, how? I'm a human being, I made a mistake, I stole, I swore, I listened to music, I went to gambling, whatever the sins that we did, I commit the zina, I killed somebody, I am extremely upset, I'm remorseful about what you did. What you did. Now, you, these are also logical things. Apply it to your own life. You have a son, or you have a worker, they did something wrong. If they came to you and they said, boss, I'm very sorry, I did something wrong, and I won't do it again, automatically your heart will melt. You might do something, you know, what penalize that person, but your response and your reaction will be different, as opposed to that guy who did, worker who did something wrong, or your son or daughter who did something wrong, and they come and they start fighting with you, and they carry on doing the same thing. Then also you'll get more agitated. Your response will also be different. So in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we stop the sin, number one. Number two, extremely remorseful, shedding a tear. That tear that you shed is so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like the blood of the martyr that falls. The tear that is shed out of remorse is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Extremely remorseful and sorry for the, how, the wealth that you gave me, oh Allah, I used it in doing wrong. The health and the power that you gave me, I abused somebody. The voice and the tongue that you gave me, Wallah, I, I saw somebody. Wallah, the eyes that you gave me, I used it for doing wrong. Whatever. Sorry for what you have done. Number three, we don't have time to go into too much of details, but number three, third requirement, You must have a firm resolution, determination. I am never going to go back again. So you stopped it, you were sorry for it, and you made a firm resolution never to return. Subsequently, you make a mistake again, you go back, stop. Sorry for what you have done, firm resolution never to go back again. But you have to be sincere. You can't be making a joke, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely sorrowful and remorseful, a couple of tears fell down. But in your, other, in your heart you know you not, you're just going to carry on with your bad actions, you're still going to abuse the people you're abusing, you're still going to swear, you're still... If you are sincere, Allah will guide you and assist you. There's a fourth requirement of the tawbah to be accepted. This common one in this tree is like as though between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if it is something that involves another human being, then you must be bold. And it says in English, be man enough. You rather face the, maybe in English, the music and maybe a little bit of embarrassment and disgrace in this world than in, in the hereafter. If it is another human being's rights that you have infringed, Take the initiative to go to that person. I owe you money, I did you down, but make me maaf, I will just make some arrangements to sort it out. You are abusing your wife. Go, be, you abused her. You took advantage of her. I'm very sorry. Human beings' rights, you have to go to that individual and make some type of uh, reconciliation and arrangements. Then your tawbah will be accepted. Otherwise, you owe somebody money you stole from him. Oh Allah, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop, I'm not going to do it again. With this person, you never uh, go and sort it out, then there's a problem with our toba. Well, I'm very sorry, I'm very, I, I abused, I saw somebody, I, whatever, something, but you're not going to that individual. If it is hukukul ibad, some human being's rights, you must try and maintain that type of uh, contact and relationship with that person and get our toba sort of in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted by fixing up the arrangement between one another. So, with those few words, I wanted to mention a small story, but time has elapsed. Just to summarize what I spoke about, that today is the 10th of Shaban, 
Tuesday night is the 15th night of Shaban. Inshallah, there will be a program taking place. It's a night of Ibadah. Let's try and maximize the opportunities Allah has given us. Ramadan is very close. But the crux and the core of my discussion today was about Tawbah. Because that is what we need to do for Shaban. That's what we need to do for preparation for Ramadan. In sincere Tawbah. And I spoke about sin. What is a sin? And I spoke about the requirements of Tawbah. Number one, stop. Number two, remorse, be extremely sorry. Number three, make a firm resolution never to return. And number four, if it is some human being's rights, then we're not going to interfere. Uh, so we're not going to, um, um, we're going to eat the humble pie. See, you know, eat the humble pie. Go to that person and sort out the dealings with that person. Try and ask that person for mouth. We also have this habit, and something perhaps I'll close on. You did something wrong to somebody. Let's say you owe somebody money. Give an example. Now what we think, I owe him a thousand rand. He shook his hand. Brother, please make me muff and think how oh, make me muff. But you're not talking about the thousand rand that you owe him. Please make me muff, brother. You say, I can make you muff. Get to what is the crux of the problem that you had. Do you go to your wife today? I'm very sorry. What, what you did, maybe you took some of her money or you abused her. Say, I'm sorry for the abuse that I caused you. I'm very sorry for that because sometimes we think we absolve our responsibility. I asked him for muff, finish. A muff. But you're not worried about making arrangements how you're going to sort out the money that you still owe him. So Hukukul Ibad is extremely important as part of our preparation for the month of Ramadan. May Allah forgive us for all our shortcomings. May Allah accept us, give us life to see the month of Ramadan and accept all our acts of Ibadah wa akhru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.